This is the Colorado Tech Weekly podcast for Monday, February 1st, 2016. Colorado Tech Weekly is your source for the top 10 Colorado Tech news stories for the past week and the top 10 technology-related events for the upcoming week. I am your host, Scott Pantel. This podcast is powered by your interest in the Colorado technology community. The best way to show your support is by supporting the show through the Patreon page. That can be found at patreon.com slash Colorado Tech Weekly. You can also make a one-time donation on the website directly at coloradotechweekly.com. So I started the Colorado Tech Weekly blog series to learn more about the tech companies in Colorado so that when I was ready to apply for a job, I already knew which companies I liked. I wanted to find out which companies were growing, which ones were shrinking, which companies looked like fun, which companies had a supportive environment, etc., etc. One of the easiest ways to learn about a company is to look at their numbers. How many people are they hiring or firing? How much funding do they have? Where are their offices? And do they have any room for growth? The numbers are a great way to start to get to know a company, but what about their culture? I wanted to know, what is it really like to work there? And this is one of the reasons why I have the events section. A lot of events are hosted in the tech company offices, and it's a great way to see the offices, meet employees, and just see how they interact. It's also why I started my way too large now Twitter list of Colorado Tech. But even then, sometimes we get a real peek into a company's culture. This week's built-in Colorado story about Capost and how they handled an employee's gender transition is my favorite story of the week and one of my favorite Colorado Tech stories ever. Last week we saw a list of companies that were working on diversity, and this week Capost showed that you don't need a complicated program or a big event to appreciate diversity. All you need to do is be respectful and supportive. That's it. It makes me proud that they are a Colorado company. Now, on to the headlines. Innovation News reported that Boulder's Zio Group Holdings acquired Canadian company Allstream for $465 million Canadian dollars, which today translates to about $331 million American dollars. And that exchange rate really gets serious as the dollar amounts get bigger. Zio is a communications infrastructure company, and this purchase makes them the only company to have a combined U.S.-Canadian fiber network. Boulder-based MergeLane announced their 2016 cohort. MergeLane is a business accelerator for women-owned startups. Built in Colorado quickly profiled the 10 companies in this cohort, and 3 out of 10 of those companies are based out of Boulder, Colorado. Those companies are Cloud Forest Software, Glow Big, and Hatch Marketing Plans. Cloud Forest aims to help construction companies to be more efficient. Glow Big wants to help companies enter the international markets. And Hatch Marketing Plans helps companies manage marketing across multiple platforms. You can see how this stuff is going at MergeLane.com. The next story is my favorite story that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. It's a built-in Colorado article titled, The Modern Office, How One Colorado Tech Company Navigated the Employee Gender Transition. It's about how Boulder's Capost handled their employees' transition from a Catherine to a Carter. I can't imagine how you would handle the situation any better than the way they did, so go give it a read. The Denver Business Journal wrote up a story about Denver cloud service provider Cloud Elements and how they tripled their clients and revenue in 2015. 
I assume it's a good article because I just realized it's a subscriber-only article and I can't read it. As a rule, I generally try not to link to subscriber-only stories because I want you to be able to read them as well. So, sorry about that. Although this could be a good use of those Patreon funds I'm asking for. If I have a subscription, I can at least give you what the gist is in the story. That way you get some news, and Denver Business Journal would get your curiosity, and then I don't feel quite so awkward. The Colorado Springs Gazette proudly announced that Colorado Springs-based Route 9B was listed as the top provider of cybersecurity services by Cybersecurity Ventures. Route 9B employs 29 people at its Colorado Springs headquarters and has offices around the country. They are planning on doubling the size of their operations, both locally and nationally. Built in Colorado put out another list. I know, I'm surprised too. This time it's a list of 50 Colorado startups to watch in 2016. I'm not going to go through all of them because that would probably bore us all. And unless your company is on the list, then you might wait for your, hey, that's me moment, and then tune out again. But this list does show the amazing breadth of tech-based services in Colorado. We have everything from 3D printing to robotics to marijuana regulations to marketing. There's health tech, fintech, and education tech, or edutech for the cool kids. So check out the list in Built-in Colorado. Also from Built-in Colorado, via media post, Boulder's Visible, that's like the word visible without the E at the end, strikes a deal with Westminster-based SpotX. Now, Visible helps companies distribute their video advertising, and SpotX provides a marketplace for publishers and video advertisers, so it's a match made in heaven. Or it's at least a match made in Colorado, which is close enough. From the Denver Post, Denver security firm Ping Identity is preparing for a possible IPO this year. They are on track to hit $100 million in annual recurring revenue this year and are also planning on expanding their Denver office early this year. The Denver Post is also reporting that VMware's 800 company-wide layoffs will be affecting their Colorado offices. They're downsizing 38 positions in Broomfield and 48 positions in Colorado Springs. And our last article of the week is also from the Denver Post. St. Louis-based Worldwide Technology is opening up an office in Denver this year. Worldwide Technology sells electronic infrastructures and helps companies set up those systems. They are planning on hiring 70 people this year and plan on eventually employing 200 software developers and 50 sales representatives for their Denver office. And that is it for the headlines. I'm always looking for cool news stories and sources, so if you have any stories you think I should share, you can email me at aspantel at gmail.com, share them on the Colorado Tech Weekly Facebook page, or send a tweet and include the hashtag Colorado Tech. Now, let's look ahead to the top 10 upcoming technology events. On Wednesday, February 3rd, Galvanize in Fort Collins is hosting a talk on UX Design Essentials. Even if you just want to be a back-end developer, it's important to know the basics of UX. Although if you haven't signed up for this event already, you're going to have to wait for the next one because it's sold out. Wednesday is also the kickoff event for the 2016 Go Code Colorado Challenge. I was part of the winning one of the winning teams from last year's Go Code Colorado Challenge, and it is much more of a business plan challenge 
then it is a coding competition. That being said, if you plan on participating and don't yet have a team, go to the kickoff event on Wednesday. That's how I met my awesome team last year. On Thursday, February 4th, the Colorado Independent Game Development Association is hosting a global game jam play night at Fiocchi's Pizzeria in Denver. The global game jam was this past weekend, and it was a 48-hour challenge to create a fun video game based on the theme Ritual. Also on Thursday, Women Who Code is hosting Lucy Cifarello at Galvanize in Denver, where they will be discussing imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is that feeling you get when you think everyone else knows more than you do. It's usually wrong, but it's a hard feeling to shake off. On Friday night, Learn to Code Colorado is hosting Intro to Bootstrap, jQuery, and Angular at Galvanize in Denver. On Saturday, February 6th, RailsBridge is hosting a Ruby on Rails workshop in Denver, but there's a caveat, make sure you go on Friday night for the install fest to make sure you have the right setup for the workshop. After that, I don't have any events listed until the Tuesday after the Broncos win the Super Bowl. On Tuesday, February 9th, Denver WordPress is hosting the WordPress Happiness Hour at the Denver Library. Also on February 9th, Denver.rb is hosting a presentation by Sean Griffin on ownership semantics in Ruby. That'll be at the Pivotal Offices in Denver, or Pivotal Labs office in Denver, I'm sorry. And staying on February 9th, new to Colorado General Assembly, we'll be breaking down web development basics at the Industry Building in Denver. And our last event on February 9th, it is the start of the Rocky Mountain Oracle Users Group Training Days. It'll be hosted at the Denver Convention Center and looks to cover just about anything to do with any profession that might use SQL. Uh, check out more about that event at rmoug.org. Well, that is it for this episode of Colorado Tech Weekly. You can find everything discussed in this episode at coloradotechweekly.com, which is also shared on Facebook every Monday morning at facebook.com slash coloradotechweekly. Don't forget to donate to the Patreon page. That's at patreon.com slash coloradotechweekly. And if you want all of the Colorado Tech news all of the time, follow me on Twitter at Scott Pantel. Or if you just want the tech news and none of my other nonsense, follow the Colorado Tech hashtag on Twitter. You can also find the projects I'm working on at scottpantel.com. Thank you. Have a great week.